Good afternoon. How's everybody doing? Look, it's been a minute, all right? We're here. We're outside. We're about to have some live jazz, y'all, so give it up. so long since we've been able to enjoy great jazz music but it's so cool that we can do it uptown now and i'm looking forward to not only doing it here outside but i'm looking forward to doing it in venues really soon i grew up listening to miles davis and um, thelonious monk and all of those uh, geniuses in art so it's exciting to have jazz back in charlotte Let me tell you about a girl i know she's my baby and she lives next door every morning before the sun comes up Coffee in my favorite cup. That's how I know. I am so glad that this is happening. We're coming out with a couple of friends. I'm super excited. It's happening that it's outdoors. It feels like life is restarting. On Jazz Appreciation Day, Friday, April 30th, 2021, Jazz Arts Charlotte celebrated the first live performance in over a year due to COVID. The event was held at Victoria Yards in Uptown Charlotte and was a huge success. The well-attended socially distanced event demonstrated the value of the arts and live performances. Welcome back to another episode of Arts Across NC. I'm your host, Kaisha Jennings. Today, I'm excited to share with you the inspiring story of Jazz Arts Charlotte. Jazz Arts Charlotte is a nonprofit organization made up of educators, cultural arts patrons, students, musicians, and individuals dedicated to the continued development of Charlotte's arts heritage. The organization provides access for and to world-class musicians, ensuring that jazz has an engaging presence in Charlotte. April's Jazz Appreciation Month, so we felt like we had to do something. So uh, we launched this outdoor concert series. The line was wrapped around the, the, the block. Like that day, we had over 600, almost 700 people to come through those doors. Wow. That's how many people. So people were really hungry for entertainment. They had been deprived of live music over that course of that year. And this, for many people, was their first time getting out the house, feeling safe to be able to sit down and hear live music because they hadn't heard live music in over a year. So we, you know, programmed it heavily and had about five bands to perform that evening. Uh, in celebration of uh, jazz and jazz appreciation. That's Lonnie Davis. She and her husband, Ossie Davis, founded Jazz Arts in 2009 under the organization's original name, Jazz Arts Initiative. Originally from New Orleans, the birthplace of jazz, the devastating impact of Hurricane Katrina uprooted the musicians from their home place to Charlotte, North Carolina. We did spend one year in Virginia, and uh, and then we came to Charlotte because we thought it was a great place to uh, you know, to, to build, you know, and a good place for a young family, uh, in our situation. And we didn't have anyone here and we don't know anyone here. We just kind of started fresh here mm. with no intent to start a nonprofit. You know, we just wanted to just kind of settle and make a new home and figured that there would be a jazz community here that we can kind of just melt into and become a part of. Well, after being here for a few months, we realized it wasn't what we were used to coming from a city like New Orleans. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, it was not an obvious bustling um, scene. Um, and it certainly was it wasn't obvious. Like we couldn't find musicians. We couldn't find where they were playing. We couldn't find 
where they were hanging out. We couldn't find like gigs to sit in on. Like it was really hard to figure out what was going on and if something even existed, but we figured it's a major city there must be something. Um, we found a lot of smooth jazz, but we didn't find any, um, you know, any straight ahead jazz or any jazz education. After realizing the open gap in Charlotte's musical landscape, the couple began working hard towards curating a thriving jazz scene and offering quality jazz education to the Charlotte community. We created this organization to help change the culture of the city, you know, and to help promote jazz as, you know, America's classical music, America's original art form, um, you know, something that only could have happened here uh, in America because of the circumstances that surround the, you know, the creation of the music. Um, and uh, we're very close to that being from New Orleans. You know, we just thought it was, if nobody else, this doesn't exist here, we need to do it. We were certainly filling a void and are still filling a, a, a huge void in the community. You know, 12 years later, I mean, the community has really embraced us in the effort. We're, um, you know, it started with me volunteering my time. You know, now I have a staff of uh, six, soon to be eight, because we're hiring for two more people. I saw now. that, that you guys were hiring for yeah. a social media person. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're hiring and, uh, you know, we're approaching, you know, um, our budget, our annual budget is approaching one million dollars. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So we, you know, we've come a long way, <laughs> you know, uh, but we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot more, you know, of great ambitions and a lot of goals that, you know, we have out there that we want to uh, fulfill. Um, we're only scratching the surface uh, and, you know, we're excited about the future. And of course, this pandemic hit and kind of threw a monkey wrench, <laughs> you know, and, and, everybody's plan but mm -hmm. you know we are doing our best to not let it stop us from you know moving forward yeah so talk to me about how the pandemic has disrupted um you know your day-to-day -day operation and your ability to put on programs day-to-day -day operations i mean our office was located uh, at spirit square so i mean we we went in every day to work. <laughs> well, that stopped, you know, so we had to quickly uh, pivot, you know, that's the word. Uh, we had to quickly pivot and figure out, okay, how do we still operate, but not in the same space? So, you know, we, uh, you know, created a system where we check in three times a week with staff and have, you know, three check-ins and a staff meeting on Monday. We just created systems that utilize technology, you know, just to stay afloat and stay connected to our audience. We shortly after, you know, we figured out the operational side, we had to address the programmatic side because our jazz room concert series had completely halted. Like no more live, you know, in-person performances, which is a huge part of what we do because that's how we build our audience uh, with our monthly concert series. So that you know, completely stopped. So we had to find a way to still engage and create, you know, content that is going to help serve and kind of keep our audience engaged. So uh, shortly after things completely shut down, uh, we created a um, biweekly uh, performance uh, series uh, called Live from Crown. Um, and that was a Crown Station is a coffee shop in uh, Noda, in the, the North Davidson area in Charlotte. So we, you know, started engaging local and regional musicians, you know, and, and basically 
featuring them in live performances and, you know, encouraging our audience to, audiences to donate so that, you know, these musicians can be supported. We paid all the musicians um, and also, you know, requested support from our audiences to, to help continue to support local and regional artists. And so uh, over throughout that summer of 2020, you know, we featured lots and lots of local and regional uh, bands and artists, uh, you know, doing our best to help create something that's going to put some money in their pockets uh, and get them through those tough times because they were not playing at all. To help her team pivot and produce virtual programming that was of quality, Lonnie and her husband invested in digital equipment. And despite not being tech savvy, they quickly figured out how to get the ball rolling. Before the team knew it, they were pushing out a wide range of digital content weekly. We created and expanded our Jazz Academy to not only support youth, you know, middle and high school students and and younger, but we thought that, wow, everybody's at home right now. And people are looking to explore new things, you know, they want to try new things, you know, they want to make changes in their life, they want to uh, explore their creativity during this time. And so we thought it was a great time for us to go ahead and launch um, an academy for adults, you know, to get their instruments out and to, you know, learn how to improvise on jazz uh, in in an adult drumming class, an adult vocal class, an adult uh, you know, improv class, and then an adult lecture, uh, kind of like a jazz improvisation, a jazz uh, appreciation class, mm. um, which still, you know, which still we're still doing. That was very helpful, I think, because it gave people something to do, something to look forward to, even our adults. So we were able to build and kind of engage people in a different adults in a different way. It wasn't just come out to a concert, but now they're learning with us. Hey, this is Brenna McCallum, Research Director here at the North Carolina Arts Council. If you've been enjoying this season of Arts Across NC, I'd like to invite you to head over to our blog at ncarts.org slash blog for some more inspiring pandemic stories. Sparks of Light is a new series that uses quantitative and qualitative data to explore what the past two years have meant for the arts. North Carolina arts organizations continue to exhibit resilience and dedication during a time of unprecedented struggle and darkness. We'll be publishing new stories throughout March. Now back to our podcast. After the success of the outdoor summer series, as the weather began to cool down, Jazz Arts took a chance at indoor programming and experienced some success. And then in September, um, um, we thought we'd take a chance because it's starting to get cooler. And let's see if people are interested in getting, you know, going back inside. Uh, And so we relaunched our jazz room and, you know, we had not, you know, presented indoors in 18 months and so this past September was the first time that we were able to get back inside and present at the Blumenthal Performing Arts Center uh, indoors. And surprisingly, um, you know, our audience came back mm. <laughs> um, and uh, not fully because we're used to selling out all of our shows, like 400 people a night. So that's two nights. It's Friday and Saturday. So 800 to 1200 if we do a Thursday. So we're used to getting like large numbers. Um and we weren't quite there. We were about 75% there in September. October, we sold out completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, November, we were about 80%. And then just December, we brought in Preservation Hall, sold out completely, two big nights um, at the Booth Playhouse. So the audience is coming back. People are excited. We're, we're taking precautions. We're, you know, trying to keep people safe, uh, make them feel safe. 
and keep everyone safe by, you know, just doing what we can to still present and still um, offer the service of live music, uh, you know, uh, education and musician support. But, you know, there there have been some adjustments. Mm -hmm. So we are now living with the the adjustments (laughs) and planning for the future. Well, what are we going to do this summer? Are we going to, you know, perhaps we should do another outdoor series uh, because it was such a success before. And, um, yeah, and with this Omicron variant, it's like we got to do something. (laughs) Because there are quite a bit of our audience who they just hadn't come back because they still feel uncomfortable with being inside. Um And so we're working with them. Prior to the pandemic, Jazz Arts Charlotte presented music in ways that were most familiar to them in indoor venues. Historically, they would offer outdoor programming once a year at Fine Arts Festival. Like other presenting organizations, the disruption caused by the pandemic forced them to alter how they engage with their audiences. And the response, whether through programming live music creating new digital content or offering educational courses virtually was positive. The most popular was our jazz appreciation for adults. Like we had almost 30 people mm. in that in that class um, in the fall of 2020. Um, and it was really about the year 1959, which is the big year, the biggest year in jazz history, at mm-hmm. least many, you know, jazz historians say that, but it, you know, really that was the focus of that first class. And it was like an eight week series. So a lot of people signed up for that. They were super, um, yeah, they were just super mm-hmm. excited to learn, right. you know, and to be able to be social and kind of engage with other people who had a, the same interests as them uh, via Zoom, right. you know, with a professor. So so that worked out really well. But we, we also had pretty good numbers in our vocal class, uh, you know, pretty good numbers in our guitar class. Uh, so all of them did really well. Their virtual programs opened up opportunities for jazz arts reach to be a lot broader than any in-person program. One of the original digital series they created was Conversations with Curtis, a podcast-style conversation with Curtis Davenport, a former jazz radio host. Curtis is our um, MC of our Jazz Room Concert Series. He's a well-known figure for jazz arts because he's out front for every concert. He is like a jazz encyclopedia. So he knows a lot about the music. He has this very um, official jazz voice and presence. He used to be a radio station host, and he knows a lot. So um, we created um, a weekly uh, con- a-, a weekly series with him where he would interview local artists, uh, and, re- and then it expanded to regional artists. And-, and he would talk about their upcoming projects, how they're managing to uh, deal with the pandemic, You know, what are some of their challenges? How are they, you know, Mm -hmm. making it through? Talk about some of their upcoming projects. And also, if they had their instrument handy, they would pick it up and play. We still have our creative caps on trying to find ways to uh, engage audiences, which is why we're hiring this digital position, because this is not going to go anywhere, (laughs) unfortunately. So we are looking, you know, for ways to evolve and to be innovative in our programming so that we can meet people where they are and uh, also, you know, create some cool digital um, programming that is, you know, we can continue uh, whether, you know, the pandemic continues or not. Over the past two years, Jazz Art Charlotte experienced a number of silver linings. This weekend, 
the organization is celebrating Women's History Month by honoring women in jazz in person at Stage Door Theater. That's it for this week's episode of Arts Across NC. I'm Kaisha Jennings. Tune in next week for another inspiring story and make sure to visit us at www.ncarts.org slash podcast.